It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. This is Smart Money Questions, the podcast that helps you learn a little bit more about the financial landscape out there, better prepare for your financial future, perhaps, by answering smart money questions, posing smart money questions from time to time. I'm Walter Shorholt, joined by Matt Hausman, the founder of Old Security Group, with an office in Westchester, PA, and Newark, Delaware, but serving clients all across the country. You can listen to past podcasts, as a quick reminder, on Smart Money Questions. Dot com. Matt, looking forward to chatting with you today. It's the uh, month of April as we record and post this podcast, and that means it's National Distracted Investor Awareness Month. How about that? <laughs> Bet you didn't know that it's that funny, existed. You know, we, yeah, exactly. There's there, Every month has got some kind of swing to it now, right? Yeah. And first of all, can you believe it's April? The year is just flying by. I mean, I know we say that all the time, but it really is. I just Every year I notice in life now, every year, flies by faster than the one before it's incredible oh it's yeah it's and the crazy thing is where we are is april has not turned into that okay that sunny spring warm it still has been a little rainy a little Mm. cool you have to wait for may for that most likely oh man i'm telling you (laughs) and the the funny thing about it is and this happened last year is the last couple weeks of february were awesome Mm-hmm. March was a disaster. I mean, March was just good. Golly, get me out of that month. And now April seems to be kind of hanging on with March. I figured when February was like it was that we were due for a swing back the other direction. And mm-hmm. it, it certainly happened. And then even lingered further into April, I think. But anyway, <laughs> we're uh, we're getting close to true summertime. And then we can complain how hot it is outside. So Yeah, that's right. Just wait for that. You mentioned how it seems like every month or day even, there's you know some sort of special holiday that goes along with that time. So I pulled a few fun ones out, for example, for the month of April. It's also home to Bowel Cancer Awareness Month. This one's a good one. Fresh Florida Tomato Month. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> um, it's also, since we're in the mode of fruit, although tomatoes, uh, yeah, fruit, vegetable, which one is tomato? That's always the confusing idea there. Fresh Celery Month. This Uh-oh. one, this one's really interesting. Multiple Birth Awareness Month. So that would be like twins or triplets or quadruplets month, all wrapped into one. Multiple Birth Awareness Month. Wow. I'm not sure. Maybe someone can educate us on this if they are multiple. Why there needs to be an awareness month for multiples? <laughs> That's right. And then, whenever there's a birthday, it's multiple awareness, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then, uh, last but not least, although this is not an exhaustive list by any means, but this one's worth throwing in there: National Soft Pretzel Month. And uh, wow, our, up here in Philly, they're going to love that. Exactly. Exactly. Now, not to be confused with Hard Pretzel Month, which you'll have to wait for till October. That's when it's Hard Pretzels' turn. So they even separate okay. Hard Pretzels and Soft Pretzels. But, as long as we've got yellow mustard in those months, we're good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you might ask yourself, what does all this have to do with finances? Well, as we mentioned, April, as we are going to deem it, is also National Distracted Awareness Month uh, in terms of distracted driving, actually, is also in April. But we're going to focus on Distracted Investor Awareness month here this April. And uh, I think this will be fun. We're going to try and reveal some of the distractions that often peel our attention away from being good investors and savers 
and we'll have uh, the opportunity to give you some tips on how to stay on track. So I'll throw you, Matt, the distraction. You tell us why that's the case. First of all, we're going to start with an obvious one here. It's been a distraction since it first came onto the scene decades ago. The television, in all its different formats today, no matter how you consume it, television is a huge investor distraction. Why? Oh, isn't I mean, it? you would think it was obvious. I mean, we have to, I'm always, I get tickled about this. I laugh about this, where, you know, the TV, let's think of it like this. And this is, this happens exactly on Bloomberg or Fox Business or CNBC is let's think about the Weather Channel. Because the Weather Channel can take a small rainstorm and make it into an absolute hurricane because they're needing to spell ad time. Yep. Right? I mean, so the Weather Channel, and I remember this goes all the way back to like the mid-2000s. I read an article in USA Today where there were people that had become Weather.com or Weather Channel-aholics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm actually, I used to be one of those. I used to think love the weather channel. We'd have it on back in the background 24 seven all the time. Right. Yep. And they were, you know, you always had some reporter that was at some location that first of all, we're like, why would you be out there in what's going on? Right. Right. And I'm going then, to stand in front of the 150 mile an hour wind now. <laughs> I might drown during this live shot, but hold on. And they get out the, the truth. <laughs> so we can think about how absurd that is. Mm-hmm. And now let's compare it to the financial world. Oh, Matt, before you before you turn the page, I've got to tell you the story. And it's it's right on that topic. So my folks live on the coast of North Carolina, went to high school down there, and then I went to college at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. So whenever there'd be a hurricane that would have like a near brush with the coast or even a tropical storm or something like that. I'd see on our news, they'd have the Weather Channel down there, but they'd even have our local news people go down there. And they always, my parents lived across the street from one of the piers down there. That piers just happened to be, I guess, a central location. It gives them something visual to show the waves going underneath the pier. So there'd always be a Weather Channel or news person at the piers. And I just remember on some of the like, okay, it might have been a Category 1 hurricane, but it didn't even make landfall. It made just like a close brush. And I'd be watching these reports and... Like, well, it's battering the the coast right now. They're really worried about beach erosion and pulling this out, and it's going to do. And I call my parents, and I'm like, man, they make it sound really bad down there. Do you guys need to, you know, like evacuate up and, and come stay with me for a couple of days? And they're like, what are you talking about? We're going to work today. And, and I just walked the dog on the beach. Everything's fine. And so just we saw that w- would play out every hurricane season. There was always one of those kinds of examples out there. So anyway, I just you, you triggered a memory for me. I thought that was worth No, but you, worth you know sharing. what's interesting is, Walter, is that is exactly what I'm talking about. And it happens on the TV in all of the financial channels is they will take something like that and they will absolutely blow it out of proportion. They will have people that they're going to interview that are, quote, you know, so-called experts that are predicting doom and gloom or they're predicting the next gold rush. And we become distracted or we're thinking that that's the gospel. Hmm. And yet Walter's parents are walking their dog on the beach and they're getting ready to go. (laughs) Right. Yep. So the TV becomes a huge distraction if that's the only place that we're going to look to get our, quote, reliable information, especially in today's day and time, in 
what they're really wanting to do is they're because of all of the other media outlets, the TV is having to go over and above with sensationalism. So we are paying attention and they can sell ads. I think that's what we have to remember. So that's why the TV is such a big, big distraction, right? It's kind of like when I was a kid, my parents told me I could only have an hour a day of television. Right. Go out and get your homework done, go out and play, whatever. An hour of television, that's all you get. Why? Because it's a distraction. Mine goes numb if we're just staring at the television. So as uh, an investor, maybe imply or uh, you know institute the exact same restriction on yourself. <laughs> Try to just exactly. realize that's it's entertainment. Exactly right. Limit yourself to an hour, maybe even less than that, honestly. And uh, don't, don't put so much stock into it because it will just serve one major purpose, and that is to distract you, among other things, like scare you and worry you and those kinds of things. Yeah, um, and you know what's interesting about that, the TV? And I'll just throw this out there. Yeah. For my birthday last year, I, I usually don't bring up the birthday. Quite frankly, I don't want to think about the fact I just got older. Is Maggie asked me, you know, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, how about if I do this? My, I think my birthday fell on a Monday or Tuesday. And I said, I would prefer to have my birthday present. I want to be a week long. And she goes, oh, really? <laughs> I said, yeah, and this is what I want. I don't want the television or the radio, because I listen to sports radio in the morning. I don't want television or radio on Ooh. before we go to work. Interesting. And it was great. Yep. And still to this day, many times we will turn the stuff off as we're getting ready and making sure that we'll have those conversations because those media outlets become a distraction to her and I have a conversation. So once again, the, the TV is just, you know, limit your time, just as you said, Walter. Absolutely. So, yep, that's number one item on the list when it comes to National Distracted Investor Awareness Month. Number two is worrying about things that we can't control, the fears that people have about changing political winds or large-scale world events. They often take eyes off the prize. I'm sure you see this happen in the office all the time. All the time. You know, and I think what, you know, one of the things that I try and talk about, and I'm, I'm thinking about a client event I did a couple years ago, and it was called the sky is falling, not. <laughs> and what I did is I went back and we discussed different things that have happened over the class 20, 30, 40 years. And, you know, if we go back and we think about, let's think about 10 years ago, 2008, you know, as 2008 continued to go we thought the world was falling apart. And if we didn't keep our eye on the prize and go beyond what is happening just now, and we fall into the trap of thinking that what we're experiencing right now is gonna be forever, that's a huge distraction, right? Yeah. Everything is always changing. It's never gonna last forever. And that means good and bad times, right? And so, you know, we don't know what, for instance, North Korea is going to do or what the Russians are doing or, you know, heck what we're doing. And if we think I can remember, we talked about this about six months ago. I remember traveling from Oklahoma back to Ohio and the gas lines of the late seventies. I can remember the, uh, late eighties, early nineties when there were 3,500 banks that failed in the SNL crisis. Remember that? Mm. 3,500 banks. You know how many banks failed? I heard this the other day. If I remember right, how many banks failed in the 2008 debacle was like 14. Oh, gosh. And there were over 3,500 SNLs that just poof were gone. 
And yet we look where we are, you know? And so those things that are out of our control, many of the successful people, books I read and podca- other podcasts I listen to or conferences I've been to, the real successful people always talk about only the thing, they're only going to concentrate on the things they can control and let God take care of the stuff they, they can't control. Mm-hmm. And so worrying about all that other stuff, I think is it creates undue stress. So there really isn't a reason to even put your eyes on it. You know, I mean, it's good to be aware of it, but it's definitely not a good idea to concentrate on it. Right. Yeah. Don't let it become your central main focus of, of your life. And again, don't let it distract you or peel your attention away. So worrying about things we can't control. Let's try to address that here during National Distracted Investor Awareness Month. The other one I want to throw out to you, Matt, would be when people look for safety in all the wrong places, sometimes that fear and worry that might come from our two other examples leads us to look for safety anywhere we can find it. That's not always a good thing. You see people get kind of overweighted in things that they shouldn't be and ironically puts them at more risk and would increase the worry that they might have. And what you said there at the end I think is is important is most people, because they're not looking at it from, quote, another lens like what we talked about a couple weeks ago, is they are putting themselves at more risk. They're allowing their fear to grip them and in turn in addition to the fear causing undue stress is that now where they're placing the money they're creating an additional risk item if it anything because of where inflation falls in you know i met with someone a couple months ago and the majority of their money was essentially in money market accounts Hmm. and when we went through and we had conversations about it and it's been there for years and basically it stems from 08 and they were fearful and they've been fearful ever since. And when we looked at, forget the market return that could have happened because, you know, we don't know what the market's going to look like going forward. Just the inflationary factor alone, we were able to see the erosion of their money. Wow. And, and so, you know, that undue fear again goes exactly what you said. The first two in falling grip to that, is really something you want to caution yourself around. Now, obviously, we don't want all money at risk. You know, I talk about purpose all the time. All your money shouldn't be at risk. But, you know, with risk comes return. And over the course of time, you know, I met with someone the other day. It was a referral. She came in and I was talking with her. Her husband had just passed away. She was thinking on moving out of her home and into like an over 55 continuous care facility. And she wanted me to just kind of give a glance, you know, with where I'm at now, she already had an advisor, where I'm at now, can you give me your opinion? Do you think that I'll be okay where I'm going? And I was looking over her investments. And this woman was a little older. You know, I told her, whatever you're drinking, I need to be drinking it too, because she looked phenomenal for her age. And I said, wow, I go, just to let you know, you know, she was about 60%, 65% stock in her portfolio, in her invested money, and 35% bonds. And I said, you know, based on your age and the fact that you're still taking money, you know, has your advisor talked to you about the risk you're taking? She goes, oh, no, 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 no. Yes, he has. As a matter of fact, he's the one that talked me into some bonds because I wanted to stay all in stocks. And I said, wow, really? I go, do you mind my asking why? And she goes, let me tell you something. The stock market long term is the best thing anyone can be in, but it's like a marriage. You're in it for good or bad, rich or poor. And let me tell you, it's going to be both, but it always goes up. 
Wow. <laughs> and I thought that was so interesting. I wanted to interview her on the podcast, actually, Walter, and take your place, but she wouldn't come on the podcast. <laughs> with me. But I just thought that was great. You know, she's like investing. You know, I'm not going to, I look at it, but I don't pay attention. I don't worry when it goes down because I have, now she has the benefit of time, right? She's been invested for over 40 years. And she goes, I've seen all the stuff go up and down. I've seen it. I've seen it be crazy times. But in this particular case, I know eventually it's going to go up. So I don't worry about it when it goes down. I know the risk I'm taking. She was very educated. I just thought that was that was great, you know. So not all of our money should be invested, but we definitely don't want to take all of our money and just put it in, quote, the safe place because that in itself creates more risk. Yeah, that's not the answer either, certainly. So looking for safety in all the wrong places, another one of those items we should be aware of on Distracted Investor Awareness Month here in April. Last but not least, Matt, is playing the hero. And what we mean by this is a distracted investor who is in ways too generous. Perhaps they're still helping the kids with some of their bills. Maybe they're giving too much to church or charity, and they're not spending enough time taking care of their own financial health, leaving themselves at risk one day of not being financially independent. Do you see people trying to play the hero a bit too often? I wouldn't say I see it too often, but I've definitely seen it. Okay. And that's, you know, you, we talked about this on a podcast in the past, and that is the idea where the advisor really needs to be a coach and discuss this. Like, this is really putting you in harm's way. And I've had to have those conversations. As a matter of fact, I, I had one particular person that when they came in and we were going over everything, I was like, you're spending way too much money. Like, this is not sustainable. We are not the federal government. <laughs> <laughs> they went back and they made adjustments and then we were able to move forward. But, you know, this is something and listen, I'm a parent. I understand. And, you know, we want it. We want it better for our kids and we we want to be able to help them out. But sometimes that means that that doesn't have to happen with our purse strings. And And I'm also a believer that, you know, many times it's beneficial for them to have to scrape a little bit. But when we're looking at the idea of what it's going to do for your finances, you really need to make sure that you're not creating an undue stress on your overall financial picture because of your emotional heartstrings. I know it's tough, but it's definitely something that, you know, a rubber meets the road type discussion needs to happen if it's a continual, if it's a one-off, it's probably not that big a deal. But if it's a continual thing, then it definitely can become a problem and, and create multiple problems that you can't come back from. And that's what you're wanting not to have happen. Yeah. All hugely important pieces of information, I think. Being aware of TV, worrying about things we can't control, looking for safety in all the wrong places, and last but not least, playing the hero. Different ways that people get distracted. We want you to be aware of those things so that you yourself can keep from getting distracted. And Matt, I guess the shameless self-promotion here will be that, you know, the, the how-to. How can we keep from getting distracted on some of these things? The TV one is easy. You cannot engage with it. The others are a little bit harder. That's where it's helpful to have an advisor who's aware of these kinds of things, who has seen other people, you know, fall victim to playing the hero or worrying about things that we can't control and have that outside voice, that third party, that, you know, unbiased opinion to pop in and say, hey, you might want to look at this a different way. And I think that's where, you know, somebody like you can step in and help make sure people kind of are staying in their lanes of where they need to be from a financial perspective. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Not, not that that's funny, but 
if you've ever seen Kevin Hart, he does a skit where he's talking about staying in your financial lane. Uh And his comment was, he goes, I went out with an athlete one time and I won't ever go out with an athlete again because I can't stay in my financial lane (laughs) as I want to, you know, I've got this ego. I want to keep up with the athlete and the athlete just because of their makeup, they're always willing to take risk. You know, think of a football player. They're throwing their body out there all the time with no consequence if it get, gets hurt or not, right? Right. And he's like, I just can't do it. I, I got to stay in my financial lane. And that's where, you know, it really, I believe it is beneficial to make sure you have other sets of eyes that are looking at that to make sure that you're staying in that in that financial lane and not causing those those undue stresses. Because I unfortunately, I've had those conversations with individuals that because of that situation or those situations are worrying too much and the decisions that were made that there's nothing we can do to fix them. And that's the position, you know, we hope that no one ever gets in. Well, it's a great reference. I love the Kevin Hart uh, example that you use there. That's too funny. If you've never seen that skit, it is hilarious. Very, uh, very, very worth uh, going to check out. We'll have to link to that skit maybe in uh, from the podcast maybe we can find it online and link to it somewhere i'll try would be great i'll try to do that check the uh check the description of this podcast and see if you can find the link to the kevin hart performance that would be great matt houseman thank you so much for your help on today's podcast as always my friend we will uh, look forward to talking to you on the next one Sounds great, bud. Appreciate it. All right, man. If you have smart money questions yourself, you'd like Matt to answer those, whether it be on the show or privately one-on-one, either way is fine. You can get in touch a couple of different ways. The easy one and old-fashioned way, pick up the phone and call 610-719-3003. You can send him an email, info at smartmoneyquestions.com, or just go to the website, and there's a place on there where you can ask a question. That's also where you can read blog posts and listen to past podcasts as well, smartmoneyquestions.com. For Matt, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time on Smart Money Questions. Thanks for listening. 